to another episode of Planet Fantasy Podcast. This week, we have another takeover episode. Damon and Kyle are currently in line waiting for Joseph Quinn's autograph at Fan Expo in Toronto. So this week, we actually have Richard and Thad here to talk with us about Comic-Con tips and tricks. So Richard, how are you doing today? You know, I just need to correct you for a second because I like to believe and think that Kyle's probably sitting in a closet masturbating, thinking about me. So let's just leave it there. But otherwise, I'm fine. I'm excited to talk about uh, cons and shit. <laughs> well, it's unclear at this time where Kyle actually is. Um, all we can say is that he is not on Earth 616. <laughs> Dad, how are you? Good, good, good. I've been searching the upside down for Kyle not there searched didn't find him i love how we're more concerned about kyle rather than damon you know like where's damon if kyle's missing damon's missing too right well i think we just figured that damon is just in whatever sauna that he lives on or in that's near those railroad tracks and it maybe the railroad tracks just cut off his wi-fi and he just just can't get to the, the phone right now I mean, oh, it's right. not he's... a mystery as to where he is at all. It was just shown last week he's in Dragonstone, so. <laughs> he's in Swamp. That's where he is right now. <laughs> all right. So for those of you who don't know, Richard and Thad are actually two very seasoned con attendees. So Richard usually goes to San Diego Comic-Con, right? So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Ooh, well... My first con experience was actually um, before was a giant thing owned by Disney. I actually used to go to Star Wars Celebration. So the first one I went to was Celebration 5 in Orlando. That was in 2010. And then I went to Celebration 2012 in Orlando as well. Uh, And then I also went to Anaheim in 2015 and that was here in California. But um, yeah, no, San Diego Comic-Con, super cool. I've been going every year pretty much since 2016, give or take a pandemic. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's definitely like the first time I went, it was super overwhelming and I just kind of had to uh, figure it out, which obviously we're going to get into with our tips. But um, I actually... I'm curious as to um, that. What was your first uh, con experience? Uh, my first con experience was actually as a mini Thad, and it <laughs> was a wrestling con, where oh. a professional wrestling con, where you would go and you would see all of the uh, the retired and some current wrestlers, and you know. Baby Thad was very star starstruck at uh, like Bill Goldberg and Lita. So, you know, you walk around and you see all of these uh, 
these living legends who are clearly bigger than, you know, people like Oscar Isaac and stuff like that. I mean, you know, Baby Thad thought like they were the most famous people on Earth. So how many yeah. how many stunners did uh, Baby Thad try and pull off? Uh, Baby Thad had a uh, a life size uh, white Power Ranger like a stuffed white Power Ranger that was like four <laughs> feet tall. That thing took many stunners and walls of Jericho. Um, Pile drivers. <laughs> yep, a ton of them. Love it, love it. <laughs> I wish I could say I'm surprised that your first con was a wrestling con, but I'm really not. It's actually incredibly on brand for you, and I love that. What about you, Anna? What was your first con experience? So mine was actually this past weekend at Fan Expo. So I'm also brand new to the con scene. <laughs> Dad literally dragged me there and like literally hounded me for months, um, forced me to go. And he bribed me with Hobbits because it was the 20th anniversary of Lord of the Rings. So they actually got all four Hobbits into the same room together. And he was like, well, it's only three hours from you. He's like, you have a place to stay that's relatively cheap. He's like, you're coming. And I was like, okay. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a question for you, but we're gonna put a pin on it for later, and I'm gonna make you absolutely answer it. But anyway, um, <laughs> it was extremely overwhelming. I thought like two days was gonna be enough to do what I wanted to do. Um, well, actually, the, I was only originally planning to go for one day, and then the boys just randomly surprised us at the last minute. It was like, well, we're going, and I went, okay, I guess I'm buying a second day ticket. <laughs> um, and they were just so nice, like Karen Fukuhara, um, Laz Alonzo, and Tomer Capone were. They were just like the sweetest people. Um, so yeah, overall, I had a good experience. Everyone was like super nice, and can't wait to go to my next one. Thad, so outside of your little baby Thad pile driver um, wrestling con experience, uh, how many other cons have you gone to? And how many years have you been doing it, I guess, is essentially what I'm asking. Not that many. After that, it was mostly wrestling cons, uh, a few um, like trading card expos where you would have like hockey players showing up and things like that. So I guess you wouldn't consider that like mini, mini cons, not as many people, but you still have collectibles and famous people signing autographs. So not as big as your comic cons or fan expos, but I did some of those every now and then over the years, but uh, fan expo recently was definitely the biggest one since the wrestling one. That's super cool. Yeah, and I would have been so lost without Thad. Like, you should have seen me when I walked in. I was like, what did I get myself into? And it was actually funny. Thad sent me on a bunch of side quests before I went to Toronto. So he was like, you need to get paint pens. And he's like, I need you to pick me up some cherry wheat. And I was like, what's the deal with the cherry wheat? um sam adams and he goes nothing i just really like this beer because <laughs> apparently he can't get it in canada um so yeah i mean i was just running around i didn't realize authentication was a thing which logically makes sense when you get something autographed you want to make sure it's legit but i was like you have to pay 
like a fee to get it authenticated? Robbery. Sure, it do. <laughs> right. I mean, you got to pay for the signature and for the authentication. But you know, I wanted to ask you both, um, and you know, you guys can go in whatever order you want. But I want to ask you if weather permitted, you know, uh, what's your ideal cosplay? Ooh, that's a spicy one. I would love to go as Raven from Teen Titans. I feel like that would be a super cool one to do. I would be terrified people would like pull on my cape though and like choke me, but uh, I think it would be like a really fun one. I've always wanted to wear like a purple wig, so. I, I remember going to uh, one of the mini cons and this, I wish I could steal this guy's idea because his costume is still one of the coolest ones I've ever seen. He, uh, he dressed up as Gambit from the X-Men. He had the, the brown trench coat and everything, but the best part is that he made his own bow staff and he took like two ends of uh, like a lightsaber and he made the entire thing pink. So it looked like he had charged his bow staff like Gambit does in the comics. That's pretty awesome. And oh, that's he had, cool. it was so badass. And he had, of course, the, the contacts in his eyes and everything. I was like, okay, I'm, if I ever get enough money to shell out for a a cosplay like that, I'm definitely going to try it. So not Hulk Hogan is what I'm hearing. Uh, no, not not Terry. <laughs> not Terry. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. That must have been so cool to see. There were so many people walking around with, like, contacts and, like, mesh contacts over the weekend. I was like, how can you see in those? Like, I would trip over my own feet trying to, like, navigate. But they're so cool. <clears throat> I think one of the coolest cosplays I'd ever seen was um, this guy was dressed up as uh, the Joker from the 89 Batman movie, the Jack Nicholson one. So he's dressed up as Jack Nicholson uh, Joker, but it was specifically in the scene. How, how, how well do you guys know that movie? Like, I remember it. I remember so it. So he's, dressed specifically in the scene where Joker is at the museum and Vicky Vale throws the water in his face and he's like, I'm melting, I'm melting. So he had his makeup look like he had the brow, the flesh colored makeup running down his face that was like white underneath. And I'm just like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> you know? So it's really, really impressive. That is wildly creative. Yeah. It was so funny. Like, I decided to go to Fan Expo at the last minute, and my boss was like, oh, why don't you put together a cosplay? I think it was, like, maybe a month before. And I just looked at her, and I was like, this is a con. I was like, that is not enough time to put a cosplay together. People do that for, like, months. So if you want to just put together a really creative, quick costume, just get a pair of glasses and a fake mustache and try and look as stupid as possible and say your dress is Kyle. So, I mean, just... Oh my god, you're so savage. <laughs> wow. Listen, just because he's not here doesn't mean we can't slander him. <laughs> oh my god. Um, 
over the weekend we also saw some like really simple cosplays over the weekend like we saw one of the the guys from ed ed and eddie just carrying like plank yeah like that was hilarious there were and uh someone was playing huey from like the comics from the boys and that was like a super simple costume with like a hunter green hoodie but i don't know how they did it because i was like melting and there were people just walking around and like freaking game of thrones garb just looking completely immaculate i was you know that's why i could never get into like i think it's so cool and the costumes are so creative and i think it'd be really fun to get just like really into it but i mean like i could never do it for the fact that like it's like 75 degrees at all times in san diego and it's just like people walking around in these costumes it's just like that looks absolutely miserable you know and it's shining bright sun is just like hard pass and there were, like, a couple of stormtroopers, and I'm like, how do you go to the bathroom? How, do you have to, like, completely disrobe, or is there, like, a panel? Like, I don't know. So, you know, to answer my own question, I think that's the ultimate costume I'd want to have. It's just, like, a legit stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> I oh, think you can join a really legion. Cool. <laughs> the, the 501. Mm-hmm. They were there at Fan Expo over the weekend. They were really nice. They told us so, to enjoy our stay in the Empire. so do you guys have any tips for potential future comic-con goers uh well as like a noob i would definitely say go all four days (laughs) if it's possible um because there's just so much to do and so much to see the lines are definitely going to be longer than you think that they're going to be um like wild dad and i got a photo with the boys And it was like an hour before the boys panel. And we went downstairs like literally right after our group was called. And the line was like completely full. They had to close the doors to the theater. And it was like such a bummer because we really wanted to go. But, you know, just anticipate you're going to be picking and choosing between things you want to (laughs) do. How about you, Ted? Well, Anna gave a little shout out to it a little bit earlier, but... Uh, my first tip or trick would be if you're going to get something signed, bring paint pens. Make sure you have the pens because going back to the boys, I had something. I had a Funko. I wanted uh, the wonderful and just amazing Karen Fukuhara to sign. And none of the boys had paint pens. So it's a good thing I brought my own because even though they have a whole stack of pens out there to sign stuff, if you don't have the right pen for the right surface, it's going to fade after a certain amount of time. So Mm -hmm. you're just going to end up wasting your money for a signature that's going to end up fading in like a year. So bring the right, bring pens. Didn't you have a specific brand that you sent me on a mission to find, Fab? (laughs) I said Sharpie, uh, or deco paint pens, uh, fine point or medium. Those are probably the best ones. So as you guys are aware, like I'm a professional chef. So Sharpies are just literally part of my uniform. I carry Sharpies with me at all times, all the time. I actually have some right here. <laughs> like, um, I'm not even joking, like here, just sitting here. But um, I, I always have Sharpies on me. And I definitely have multiple in my backpacks, like different types of backpacks. 
And uh, I carry it for that reason, just just in case you literally never know what you need to sign. And Sharpies are just honestly just perfect for every surface. So good call on the Sharpies for sure. Sharpies paint pens, my friend. Paint pens. They never go away. Oil-based. Excuse me. I have to correct that. Oil-based paint pens. Water will fade. It was so funny. Like, we went to go get Karen's autograph. And then she just complimented Thad on, like, his paint pen. And then we went right over next to, uh, in line to get Tomer's autograph. And he also complimented Thad on his paint pen. (laughs) It was, like, back to back. It was wild. So I made a little list here of um, tips that you would want to keep in mind when you're um, trying to attend these Comic-Cons or whatever. Um, but, you know, the first thing I would recommend is that, like, you just you just got to do your research, you know. You got to know when badges are going on sale so they don't sell out quickly. You got to know when, like, hotels go up, when uh is the best time to enter because out here they call them like um like hotel apocalypse and um parking garage apocalypse because like those saw it so quickly um and also just trying to get a badge is really hard um so you just got to stay on top of like oh when you can register when can you register for volunteering um my little trick that i've been doing for years is that I volunteer at Comic-Con. So every year I volunteer at least one shift. So that way I never lose my returning registration. And the way it works is like when you volunteer, whatever day you volunteer for, you can um, attend Comic-Con for that day. So if you want to go the next day, you just got to sign up for a volunteer shift. So what I usually do is I'll sign up for like those like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. morning shift you do a three-hour shift it's always like something really fucking stupid and mindless like you're literally just staying there holding a sign or you're helping um with a disability or just it's just something that requires very little effort and um so once you're done like then you can just go fuck off into comic-con and do that all day so that's what i did for multiple years um, even when I buy a badge, I still volunteer just so because I don't want to lose that registration, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's genius, too. Like, how did you even come up with that? Did you just like hear it through the grapevine or? Um, well, when I first moved out here, I, I just had friends that like always just uh, would talk about like, oh, if you miss out on a badge, just try and volunteer. It's the easiest way to get into it, you know. But um yeah, so volunteering, that would be my uh, number one recommendation as in addition to just doing your research, know whatever panels you want to do so you can like figure out your schedule, look at where the booths are so you know how to navigate the floor. Just You, you got to just stay on top of your research, you know, and even just like things that aren't part of the cons, just like know what like the local restaurants and bars are doing around town because you never know like what celebrities you might run into there. You never know what kind of offsite things you're doing there, whatever, like little events they might be doing afterwards. Like, so it just helps to know, like know your town, look up what's going on and just kind of go from there. Yeah, that's genius. And it's going to be more physically grueling than you think it is. Like I like to think I'm pretty in shape, but I was walking around with that all weekend and you know, the book I was carrying 
heavy and we were standing in line. We didn't really get to sit down. Obviously, like I wasn't drinking a lot of water because like the more water you drink, the more times you have to go to the bathroom and women's lines to go to the bathroom are always ridiculous. I was exhausted. And then I like essentially like fell in the chair and like dad and Amber's apartment. And dad's like, okay, you need to try this thing. It's called Tiger Balm. Um, <laughs> and it actually like soothed out my muscles. So definitely bring something to like soothe out your muscles or, you know, try to work out a little bit with a couple months going up to a con, even as just like walking, standing for hours on end. Cause you know, it, it's rough if you're not used to it. Cause I work an office job, obviously Richard's on his feet most of the time. So he doesn't have that issue I had. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the um, physicality of it all, because like I have here on my uh, list of tips too, is just like dress comfortably and bring sunscreen because um, sometimes you're standing outside in the heat and it just gets so hot. And like, there have been people that just like burn. So like people, cause like, for example, if you're standing in line for hall age, that's literally an all day affair that people usually break up into teams. I always like volunteer to do the overnight or the late early morning shifts for any standing in line, just because, um, standing during the day in the direct heat is just like you could not pay me to do that you know uh so sunscreen and definitely bring comfortable shoes because there was one year I went and you know like oh I'm a nerd I'm gonna wear my Star Wars uh you know all-star shoes and I'm wearing my shoes and I just end up getting blisters at the end of the day so it's just like okay like moving forward always sneakers always shorts you know just like because you, you just got to be comfortable. And then sometimes when you get into these like panels, um, those rooms are really fucking cold too. So <laughs> just like bring a hoodie. Yeah, you definitely have to make sure that one, you're you're eating the proper amount and you do have water, but don't drink too much water. Um, at least in Toronto, it was like 80 degrees. So I can't even imagine what it's like in California. But you know, I, I normally drink like a lot of water. Um, so just not being able to have it as frequently because the lines in the bathroom are so long. Um, and you also mentioned uh, teaming up, which is also a really interesting notion because the guy who played Eddie in Stranger Things, his line for autographs was literally around the building, outside and around the block. That's and insane. It, it was wild. Like Thad and I were just looking and we were just like, this is crazy. Like who would stay in line that long? Right. But if you go by yourself, you can't go to the bathroom. You can't get a snack and you're going to be standing there for hours on end. Right. So, so definitely try to find a buddy if you can. I have here ran on one of my tips too. It's actually my number one tip here. Like it's circled with a giant number one on it is <laughs> like make friends and either do that in person or online and I know a lot of nerds can be like you know a little like apprehensive of like talking to people around them but it's just like but you just gotta cross that barrier because just like it's so helpful when you're standing in line and then you just start talking to people and then like you just kind of start asking where you're from you know what are you excited about blah 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 and then like sometimes you connect sometimes you don't but just doing that kind of stuff you definitely have that person like hey I'm gonna run to the restroom can you stand here or just I have met some actually some really fucking cool people that I'm still friends with to this day 
just standing in line and stuff. And like, I was actually standing in line to volunteer. And I met this woman who to this day, she is now like one of my like hall H line buddies. Love that. Uh, yeah. It's been going on for almost like five years now. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's super cool. Cause then like you, you join like Facebook groups or whatever for like, I'm trying to get into this panel is anyone forming a line group? So then like there are people are like, Oh, just join my discord. And next thing you know, there's like fucking 40 people on there. So that way you can like organize shifts or whatever, which is exactly what we did for um, Paul H this past year. And there was a group of 40 of us. And uh, we all like broken down into like each of us had to do like three shifts, two hours each. And I did all mine in succession. So I would just get it done in one shot. But I, um, Actually, started waiting. <laughs> I started waiting in line at like 1 a.m. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I we got those dope seats for, you know, Hall H. And we got to watch the Marvel panel and then get to see all those cool trailers and footage. And it was cool. Oh, so you did choose the Marvel panel instead of Lord of the Rings. No, I went to both. Lord of the Rings was actually on Friday. Marvel was on Saturday, but it's just that I wasn't sure if I could pull them both off. Uh, and okay. pretty much as soon as I finished my 1 a.m. shift, I booked it immediately to Hall H to see if I could get in. And I got a C wristband, which meant like that was for the first seating. And I was still able to get in and find a decent seat. And I watched actually, uh, um, I saw Stephen Colbert, he was there, and, like, they introduced, like, a majority of the cast from the show, and, like, uh, composer Beer McCreary was there, and he composed, like, some themes from the score, which, as I was listening to it, the soundtrack that they just recently released a few days ago, um, this song that he played was actually Galadriel's theme, so. Oh, that's so pretty. Dad actually had a really good story about like trying to help out me over the weekend when we were standing in line for Sean Aston. You want to tell that, Dad? Oh, you mean uh, about how you could have? This guy was definitely trying to make, uh, like Richard suggested, just uh, make friends with you, quote unquote, <laughs> make friends, and you were totally he missing all the signals. <laughs> I never claimed to be good at flirting, okay? I, I really didn't. I he totally did one of those numbers where it's like, because Anna asked him about his tattoo, and he was like, oh, let me lift up my sleeve and flex a little bit and show you my cool tattoo that you said was really cool. Look at it in this way, and I'm going to turn, and here's me flexing this way. And look, it reads something different here than it does on here, and I'm still flexing the entire time. You... I didn't notice. <laughs> I just thought his tattoo was really cool. Um, so he was only said... talking to you and refused to make like any eye contact with me. <laughs> like it was definitely all about Anna. <laughs> so it was pretty much anytime Sad said something, he just kind of nodded, yeah, yeah, and then immediately turned his attention back to Anna. <laughs> Bingo! Yeah. <laughs> I never claimed so... to be intelligent. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So just getting into my bag here. One of the reasons why I say make friends is because, like, you know, 
as a single person out in the world, you never know what kind of people you're going to meet, you know? And specifically in San Diego Comic-Con, like, everyone just wants to fuck each other there. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's super fun. I'll actually tell you a story. Um, so in 2017, I was waiting in line for this off-site. It was a Blade Runner 2049 experience where they took out, like, a parking lot and they put like a roof or whatever and they transformed it into like one of the cities in Blade Runner well LA I guess and um it was so cool like they had like a few of the spinners and they had like little cops like going around telling people like hey like scanning people like you're a replicant you need to go over here and they had like a bunch of cool people in costumes and they actually had like this really impressive uh water system because it the whole set looked like it was raining you know and um they were handing out like drinks and food at the thing too it was super super fucking cool but anyway so it was like a three-hour wait and i was standing in line and i met this woman in line and she you know we just like started talking and we just kind of like hit it off. And then she was just like, do you want to just like walk through and do this thing with me? And I was like, yeah, for sure. That sounds cool. So then, you know, towards the end, they actually had these like Johnny Walker uh, shot samples that they were giving out. And um, so we're drinking this Johnny Walker and then she was just like, what are you doing after this? I'm like, oh, I might go to this bar or whatever. I might go check this other thing out. And she was just like, okay, well, do you want to meet up later? I'm like, yeah, sure. So we exchanged numbers and, so we're texting later and then every time I try and flirt with people, I always say something like, you know, just tell me something random or tell me something about you. And she said, like, she's like, I'm staying in this room in this part of town. Like, do you want to just come fuck me? And I was just like, uh, I was like, is this a joke? And she's like, no, I'm very serious. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I love that for you. and I remember food. telling her, I remember telling her, like, well, here's the thing. It's just, like, it's my friend's birthday party, and I know we're going to be here in this part of town, so let me see if I can come afterwards. And she, like, literally just responded, like, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> so it's just like, all right. So I obviously went later, but it was just, just you, you literally never know. Like, um, it's definitely fun. There's definitely a lot of, like, flirtatious single people, and they just want to get to know each other, you know? And then there's, you know, single people like me that just don't know how to pick up a fucking cue to save their lives. <laughs> you wanted the entrance to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> it was heavily guarded. <laughs> oh, there's a Balrog down there, you know, whatever. So what I was going to force you to answer now that we're on kind of like not safe for work territory is all for the hobbits you absolutely have zero choice you have to fuck one kill one i'm sorry you have to fuck one marry one and kill two of them you gotta pick who are you picking i would marry sam i would fuck mary and then i would kill pippin and, and frodo but see, when you kill them, it's going to be, like, in a very violent manner, you know, very grotesque. Why do you like... have to watch? <laughs> this is why you don't come on that much, is because every time you somehow bring up murder, 
and then you make the true crime enthusiasts uncomfortable because you're like, okay, but like this is how you're physically going to kill them. No. So it's gonna it's gonna be that situation where he's gonna be like, wait, wait, I'm not Frodo, I'm Elijah Wood, and you're gonna be like, fuck it, and you're gonna put him through that meat grinder anyway. So. No, you're gonna do that. You're gonna you're a freaking like shapeshifter. You're gonna take my human form, and you're gonna do it. I am not. No. <laughs> Protect Elijah Wood at all costs, and Billy. All right, question for you, Thad. Thad and I did learn that apparently somebody gave Billy Boyd, like, a Sean Astin, like, saint candle, and he likes to take baths, so he lights it whenever he takes a bath, and he's, like, sent it to the Hobbit group chat. I'm like, this is so, (laughs) I'm like, this is such random information. (laughs) Thad, who is the coolest celebrity that you've ever met at one of the cons? Hmm. Well, I guess I have to say, uh, you know what? I would I would have said Karen Fukuhara, but I think I have to go with Matthew Lewis. Okay. He was just so nice with his time, even though his people gave me the death stare. He was very nice. He didn't even hesitate. He really seemed to like everyone and was just happy to be there. And that's the best part about meeting a celebrity is if they're just like, you know what? I really like meeting everyone. You don't want to get there and just have them make you feel like, okay, this is my job here. I'm signing. Okay. Bye. Thank you for coming. Bye. Okay. Next. Yeah. (laughs) You actually just reminded me right now. And I completely forgot about this. Um, but at a Megacon in 2011, I actually met uh, Tom Felton and I had him sign like one of my friends, like she wanted me to sign something for her. And he was very kind, you know, just like, again, the same thing. And I, I guess I just made that correlation because of the, we're talking about Harry Potter people, but um, that was really cool. He was very friendly, you know, he was just uh, very happy to be there and he wrote a little love note to my friend, you know, so. Oh, that's so sweet. Are you gonna read Did your friend book? get a tattooed on, on their inner thigh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um as far as we cool saw someone die. we saw someone over the weekend that got a tattoo on their inner thigh. It was wild. That's pretty insane. Robert England was still uh still killing it with the ladies apparently. He uh, uh a lady came up to him. And was like, here, uh, lifted up her skirt and was like, here, I need you to sign my inner thigh. And he wrote like an entire novel, apparently. <laughs> she she went behind the, the the signing desk, put like her leg like on his chair so then he could sign like her inner thigh. And there's a there's a tattoo artist like in the con. So she went to get it tattooed on her right after. <laughs> Yep. Oh man. At least uh she was a willing participant unlike uh the women that uh Gary Busey uh, recently did at a horror convention. I don't know if you guys saw that story, but uh I did not. I, I missed that. Gary Busey just groping people at fan signings, you know. <laughs> not not good, my guy, you know. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, have you seen a celebrity that you've always thought was, like, attractive, and then you saw them in person, and you were like, you are even better looking in person than you are on screen? 
Because there were definitely a few of them that I saw this weekend. Elizabeth Olsen. She might be, like, just absolute perfection as far as, like, wow, you're way hotter in person and very friendly compared to, like, you know, just the way she's portrayed in film or whatever or in interviews. But it's just, like, just what an absolutely beautiful human being. Um, and Christian Slater was actually really nice. He's very handsome, too. But... um. I saw him, he was walking around for some um, Mr. Robot experience thing or whatever. And um, he was just really nice. He was signing people's things, taking pictures. I did not take a picture with him, but I definitely like went up and was like around his vicinity, watching him interact with people. Um, That's cool. It was super cool. I know uh, Thad's got one. <laughs> He's got two, I think. Yeah, I've got two. I, Karen Fukuhara, again, another mention. She is just <clears throat> ridiculous in person. Like, <laughs> you you see her on The Boys and in every other thing. And, of course, she's extremely attractive. But then you see her in person, and it's like, are you real? What is, What in the <laughs> hell is happening? She is so nice. Like, Thad was trying to get her to write fuck Superman on his like Katana Funko and she just went that's so mean she's like all right fuck soups she's like I don't want to hurt Superman's feelings <laughs> like that's, that's how adorable. nice she is she wouldn't say fuck Superman who isn't even like a real human being <laughs> <clears throat> you know who's a dick is uh Seth Green <laughs> oh. I saw him at a Star really? Wars I saw him at a Star Wars uh, celebration. I can't remember which one it was specifically, but he was there. And a bunch of people were trying to take pictures with him or of him. And he would literally just, like, get people the cold shoulder or, like, his security around him would, like, literally just, like, kind of, like, not quite shove people, but just kind of brush past them. And it was very rude, you know, and just... He just kind of, like, people would, like, try and say things to him, and he was just, like, kind of, like, just had his blinders on, and granted, I understand that, like, you don't want to be harassed, but it's just, like, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. <clears throat> Jamie Campbell Bauer and Tyler, I can't say his last name, he plays Derek in Teen Wolf, Hochelin, I hope I said your name right, dude, I'm sorry. They're just, like, stunning human male specimens. Like, they're so good-looking. And Charlie Hunnam is also very good-looking in person. I just kept staring at, like, Jamie because we were in... Dad and I were in line to get Sean Astin's autograph. And he's like, why do you just keep staring at him? I'm like, where else am I going to look? I guess I could have looked at the guy who was flirting with me. But, you know, that just makes too much sense there. Um, But, yeah, I mean, pretty much every celebrity I met this weekend was... They were so nice. I mean, there was a clear winner above all of them. Um, Sean Astin came in second because he gave me a nickname. So, <laughs> Would you like to share this story? Yeah. So, I mean, there was such a long line for Sean that his manager was, like, literally just, like, shoving shit in front of his face. And he was just trying to bond with people. And I felt so bad for the guy. Um, apparently, he didn't even, like, take a lunch break. <laughs> They just gave him, like, some, like, Sour Patch Kids or something. 
And he was like, oh, what's your name? And I told him, and he's like, oh, like my mom's name was Anna too. He's like, her real name, like her stage name was Patty Duke. But unfortunately, like she passed away. So I found out his mom was like Patty Duke, which was a fun fact. And he goes, but you're still here. So you're Anna who remains. <laughs> I'm like, it's so morbid. But I'm like, Sean Astin gave me a nickname. So I'm going to keep that until the day I die. <laughs> he was just cute. He was lovely. I wish I could have had more time with him, but you know, maybe maybe someday in the future. <clears throat> is he now the ultimate husband? No. No, he is not. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. The person who won ultimate husband, I didn't even know he was competing and he just like stole it, apparently. So, you know, there's that. And we will tell you that after a quick break. So I think Thad should start off this story because I feel like he tells the story better than I do, even though it was about me. <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely an Anna story, but I will tell it because um, really the whole story starts with us in line for Karen Fukuhara and Anna getting serious FOMO. <laughs> and... It's just like, um, um, okay, you know what? I'm, I didn't have plans on this. I'm getting Karen to sign a photo. Okay, well, good thing. Karen's got all the photos to sign. Great. Well, <clears throat> you can't just stop at Karen. Now we have to go get, get Laz. So, and we have to get Tomer. So, Tomer has the next biggest line. So, we're waiting in line for Tomer. There's a gentleman in front of us who, uh, I think he said he's, well, he was very enthusiastic about the boys. He had a big poster and stuff like that. And there's a quote from the show that he wanted Tomer to, to write. And they couldn't figure out how to spell titties. <laughs> and Anna and I were right next to him. And Anna being the the perfect source to spell titties, decided to spell it for them. And they look at Anna like, oh, thanks, thanks. So Tomer's laughing, everyone's laughing. So it's our turn. Anna gets her thing signed. And Anna is just chatting it up with Tomer, being all hair flippy, flirty with him. Just I wasn't nor- flirting. <laughs> I was just being myself. <clears throat> and Tomer just loves Anna so much that he not only signs the uh, the picture, but then he says, you know what? I-, I feel like I have to do this. And he grabs her shirt and signs her shirt too, just for free, just, just for shits and giggles because <laughs> of how much he loves Anna. And I swear after that, Anna just like floated away from the line, just like, just like those old Looney Tune cartoons or like that clip from Tiny Tunes where you see, Buster Bunny just floating after after he just gets that kiss on the cheek. It was just like floating, floating. <laughs> and you could just see Anna floating right to Laz's line. That was it. The- and I shit you not, when we walked away, Thad just turned very slowly, looked me in the eyes and said, oh, he won. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, he's the husband. And I sat and I thought about it for like two minutes while we were walking away. And I was like, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think he won. 
<clears throat> what an incredible story. That's literally the stuff of legends. Yeah, and I had to buy like a jersey like thing to put like the the shirt in. I got it authenticated. And it was so funny because I have another shirt with Chase Crawford's character the deep on it that says dolphin fucker and I almost <laughs> wore it but there was like some little spidey sense in the back of my mind was like no just wear the generic boys t-shirt and I wore it I should have I was debating on buying like a Frenchie t-shirt and I didn't and I should have because I think that would have been cooler but you know here we are <laughs> always listen to your Anna tingle and then we went to go get our photo taken and Tomer just looked me in the eyes and he's like, you! And I'm like, it's me! <laughs> he definitely remembered me and I'm like, he oh. He totally <laughs> remembered Anna. Oh, me and my crazy hair. Yeah. I love that for you. He He's like legitimately one of the nicest people I've ever met. Then like the manager, or like the person working with him just kind of gave him the stink eye. I was like, what are you doing? Like you're getting paid to sign auto- her autograph. So why are you signing it for free? And it happened so fast. Dad was like trying to like get the, the paint pen like out of his pocket and Tomer was just like, nope, signed it. And then I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like this happened. So these, I don't have any really profound stories about these two, but I just want to point out a couple legends that I did see in person. And I was in their vicinity, and then one actually did find something of mine, but, um, and both are no longer with us, but um, <clears throat> I did see the great late uh, Chadwick Boseman, and he was there with the cast of Black Panther before the movie even came out, so that was in 2017, and they were at the Marvel booth, and of course, everyone's just like trying to dogpile to get to the front, and he was just like signing shit, and I didn't have him sign anything, but um, he was talking a little bit and he was just, just very kind, you know, just seemed like just so happy to be there and just his security was trying to get him to move, but he was like taking pictures with fans and stuff and signing shit. And uh, so oh, that was that. cool. Yeah. And the other one is keeping in the same camp, um, Stan Lee. I went to one of his signings. I have this uh, Marvel Legends 20, um, it's a 2007 um, Marvel Legends Stan Lee action figure. And I had bought it like years prior, but when I was there at a MegaCon, Stan Lee was there and he was doing a signing. So like I had him sign it or whatever. And it's funny because like when he signed it, he said like, he's like, what a great looking toy. And he just signed it really quick and just went about his way you know like you couldn't be anywhere like close to him you were kind of like at a distance but um I was trying to find it the other day but I did take a selfie like in 2011 technology (laughs) um but yeah I still have that action figure and I did get a certificate of authenticity for it so that's cool that that's so nice that runs into celebrities all the time in Toronto it's wild Cause yeah, they sub the city for like New York and shows and stuff. So it's just like, that makes a lot of sense. Well, he actually ran into the girl that plays Miss Marvel. I can never remember her name. Um, at his comic book store, and he, she signed his Funko for free. So wild. It is still my favorite. Just random meeting <laughs> on the street. Even though a few weeks later there was just 
oh hi adam sandler what's up <laughs> what yep. that's Just pretty wild not, not only did he say hi to adam sandler amber's dog dad's girlfriend got like a nod of approval from adam sandler <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that's awesome yeah absolutely wild uh, so do you have any other tips that you would recommend richard because we uh, you your list already i think i got everything i needed here because it's just like make friends dress comfortably sunscreen i actually did pencil in here uh bring protection but we kind of covered those grounds <laughs> <laughs> and also unless you're like me and can't pick up a fucking cue to save your life <laughs> Also, my my last tip for you guys is um, so depending on which cons you go to, you know, just like um, they're always going to have like lottery systems or raffles or whatever. Enter every single fucking lottery and raffle that you possibly can on a showroom floor because you never know what you're going to get. Always get try and pick up whatever freebies you have. So make sure you have a backpack that you can just store a bunch of free shit in because you're always going to get like a ton of free posters. You're always going to get like free pins, buttons, random shit like that. And if you're a fan, cool, you get to keep it. If you're a person like me, <laughs> you can sell that shit. Uh, so always just like try and just score as much stuff as you possibly can. Hang on to it if you're a collector, sell it because you will sell it. And um, yeah, even like the lottery systems, because like a lot of the major boots like Lego and Funko and Hasbro and Mattel and all of them, they have like lottery systems. So, and if you're chosen for specific time slots, you can go and just buy whatever you want. And even if you're not interested in some of that stuff, again, that comes comes in handy with like when you're trying to make friends because people will be like, hey, like I posted online, I got a time slot for this booth and people just start messaging me and just so like, hey, can you pick me up this and this and this? I'll pay you extra for that or whatever, you know, and just like sometimes you just do it out of kindness and sometimes just people just will literally pay you extra money. So it's just always sign up for whatever lotteries you can. Yeah, speaking of uh, Funkos, um, I know that Richard, you're a collector and that is a a very big Funko enthusiast. Do you have any um, takeaways in, in terms of people who like to collect certain items? Hmm. Collectors are annoying because I even find myself annoying. <laughs> so it's just like, because <laughs> you're looking at the right, like, <clears throat> paint on certain, like, figures and pops or whatever. And, like, if there's like creases in the box or a little dents, you know, and just like, is it mint on card or is it just like, you know, like on hand, like, is there like dust particles? It's just like so many like little minutiae and like little intricacies and bullshit that like the average person doesn't care because it's a fucking toy. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a good network to have. Cause like you, I, I've, I've been doing it for years, you know, just like you, find stuff you get it and you just hang on to it it might be worth money some stuff is just for my own personal collection but um i feel like that has a lot more insight on this than i do because he definitely gets like more authentication on it so just like um what what do you what do you have to say 
Well, when it comes to Funkos and things like that and collections, uh, there's it really depends what kind of collector you are. Some people will keep things in box, like what you were saying, and uh, they'll, you know, the Swiffer, the Swiffer dusters are like their greatest friends. Or just like uh, any kind of dust particles, you just swiffer that baby and it is clean, it's good to go. And uh, you can put it in protectors because there's a thousand different protectors. There's soft protectors that are 0.35 millimeters thick or 0.45 millimeters. Like you can just, it's just endless protection and things like that. I don't think that's the kind of protection you were talking about earlier, but we'll go with that too. <laughs> but. Like, well, so it can it can go in many different ways. You can get protection for like a poster tube because uh, you don't want your posters getting all fucked up, you know. Yep. You can get protection for your action figures and protection for your dick. So I mean, just like you, you cover all the grounds, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the, there's protection for your uh, for your photos too. Uh, ironically, they cop they call those top loaders. So they, maybe that's a that can be a name for some. <laughs> other kind of protection too <laughs> now i'm just thinking about all the dildos and the boys <laughs> i'm surprised like they weren't selling any of them there i mean maybe that's too graphic because kids go there but um i feel like that's a would be a very lucrative product line for them considering like they have so uh, many uh... like parody accounts so i i don't think Sex toys featured in the show would be that much of a stretch. That uh, deep flounder pounder is uh, quite the device. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I forgot that they had names. <laughs> Do you guys have any uh, final thoughts or comments or tips before we wrap up? Or I actually have a couple. Um, just a couple quick ones. If you've got if you are bringing a buddy with you, or even if you don't want to talk to anyone, bring some earphones. It is loud. Yeah, absolutely. You, you cannot hear shit. And if someone, if you are with a buddy, you can't hear if they're texting you or calling you. And if you just want to be alone and you don't want to talk to anyone, you still need the earphones. So bring <laughs> some kind of earbuds. Excellent call. Yeah. And probably, like, an extra charger or, like, external battery because your phone is going to die and there may not be enough chargers for everybody. Absolutely. I would also then, recommend... I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, sorry. I was going to go with my last tip or trick. Go, continue. I was going to say, like, in that same vein, definitely bring snacks because um, it's just, like, little energy bars or like you know because I'm, I'm partial to welch's fruit snacks um just throw a ton of those in your backpack so if you're like oh man i'm a little hungry let me just like pop a couple in my mouth really quick and I, you you're fine it holds you over you know yeah definitely eat like a big breakfast <clears throat> before you go that's actually perfect for what my last tip and trick was going to be um eat something that's good for you if during lunch <laughs> don't i cannot tell you how many people we saw just scarfing down like just heavy greasy pizza and then you see them later on and they're just like 
sweating and they're breathing heavy and it's like just search for the healthiest possible thing that you could possibly get there even though it's a con and there's not many great options just go for the healthiest thing possible there just do it you'll be so happy you did so i'm gonna just just really quick sidebar story really quick um on the friday of this peps comic con it was one of those mornings where like um i didn't eat before i left so i'm like okay you know like i'll just eat after um i'm done with these like line shifts or whatever i'll find like some burrito or something to eat or whatever but i immediately booked it to the lord rings panel and that took up a two and a half hours of my time and as soon as that was done i need to go get in line for the funko uh booth so i booked it there so the next thing i know like four hours had passed i'm like okay well i'll drop off all this stuff to my car and i'll go find somewhere to get lunch but then i ended up meeting up a friend for a dungeons and dragon tavern thing which was literally serving free booze and i just like so i skipped lunch and i immediately went to that thing and then they're like oh let's just go to this bar across the street i'm like okay well let me just like you know like have a couple drinks and i had every intention to go to lunch but then i was just like i just got wrapped up with my friend and then i realized like oh shit it's like 6 30 and i need to stand in line to get like hall h wristbands so i go book it all the way back to the convention center it's seven o'clock and um i am standing in line waiting for the wristbands to be distributed and i didn't even get my wristband until like 11 30 at night and i had made plans to go to this like tim burton themed uh party happening downtown and i so i immediately got my wristband and booked it there so like i went almost so i went that entire day without eating a single thing like i just had like maybe a couple welch's fruit snacks but it's just like i was like oh looks oh like i'm not God. eating today and i'm just gonna drink a bunch and just like do a bunch of stupid richard shit <laughs> i love how you call it stupid richard shit <laughs> yeah it's just like i should know better but i still don't <laughs> but like you know what that's not as fun and it's not as great of a story <laughs> but question what I'm, did you drink at the tim burton party uh, party so they had this drink it was called um the big fish bowl and it was uh supposed to be for two people but it was like it. <laughs> but i drank it yeah it was like 40 bucks and it was just like it was like a bunch of rum and tequila mixed with like some blue liqueur and they had it so that there was uh they put nerds in the bottom so it looked like the bottom of a fishbowl and they had some swedish fish in the drink too and uh they put like dry ice so it was like smoky and shit but it was like the big fish bowl obviously like a play on the movie um and it's supposed to be a drink you're supposed to drink with two people and i only drank it myself so i was just like pretty drunk because of course i didn't eat anything all day I wish I could say that I'm shocked, but I'm honestly not. Classic Richard movie. <laughs> so don't be like Richard. Actually eat something before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> and you may have to leave the convention center to find food because that's what Dad and I had to do. So. Oh yeah, like I would never, I would never eat like a shitty 
$12 hot dog at the convention center or whatever. Like, just go downtown. You'll find plenty of restaurants, you know. People were doing it, though. That's Dad and I went across the street, and then we got, like, a whole, like, meal that was, like, a lunch special from, like, what was it? Manchu Walk, if I remember. Yep. Yeah, Um. and it was, like, pretty much, like, double or triple the amount of food. And then we ate that, and then we we didn't even need to eat dinner. Like, we were good. So, kind of to circle back to my research uh, tip that I said earlier, definitely look up and see what um, companies or booths are giving out free food to. Because, like, you definitely have plenty of, like, just random, like, Rockstar Energy booths giving out free drinks. Or there was, like, Audible, Amazon Audible, like, had this, like, lounge area, and they were giving out free ice cream every day. And there was this Bob's Burgers thing that was advertising the new movie. And they were like, they had like fucking free burgers, you know? So it's just like, just always look and see what like kind of free food you can get to. Wow. That's so cool. And it's genius marketing too. Oh, of course. Like get a free burger, pose with like some Bob's Burger shit, you know, and just it's cool. Wow. Dad would love that. That would be his best life. <laughs> it would be. Assuming... Assuming there's no runny egg on said burger, because otherwise he would flip a table, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how Fab feels about runny eggs. <laughs> I don't mind the egg as long as it makes sense. It doesn't make sense on a burger. <laughs> okay, so a salad oh, is fine, is like what I'm hearing. So if I go to a con and there's like a runny egg on a salad, you'll be fine? That's what I'm hearing? Is it an Asian salad? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, that about wraps it up for this episode. It's a little bit shorter than what we usually do, but, uh, you know, can't rush perfection. So, uh, well, Richard and Dad, thank you so much for joining us with your uh, your fun stories and your tips and tricks. And, uh here at Planet Fantasy, we're we're gonna take you on the next adventure. And always remember, this is what we do.